following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pembroke, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah. We talk games! Full bullshit and energy! Welcome to We Talk Games. Our, welcome to We Talk. I don't know. We're doing it. Here it goes. Oh no! Yeah. Club Arcade Weekly Club. Club We did it, everyone. Backslash club. We did it. High five. Hey, you ever go to that website Stinky.sexy? I didn't know that was a thing. That's his new website, Stinky.sexy. Congratulations, Stinky. How's this movie doing? It's, uh, well, I had to buy the website so yeah. I could put my movie on there. Great. Movie's almost done. The meal on demand this summer. Unbelievable. What happened to Stinky and TT's kid? Did he ever come back from his trip, his sabbatical? Just, I was just talking to him about that the other day. Yeah, that's a deep reach. A stink 3PO, I think his name is, right? Yes. No. <laughs> what, what do you mean, no? It's Stink T. Schmootkins. I, I think that's Stink wrong. T. Schmootkins. You don't even know your own kid's name. It's, it's, it's really sad. I think it's Stink 3PO. He's been gone for a no, while. No, it's Stink T. Schmootkins. He's on his way to become a Zen master of games. I remember. Yeah, well, he's still doing it. See, I love the characters of this show. I don't Fuck know what you, anyone's Adam. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Fuck you, Adam. That's right. Hey, uh, Tishka Honeypot, by the way, from HR, called. We got to watch it on the cursing. She I said apologize. that iTunes frowns upon that. Really? Yeah. And nothing about cunt. That's like your new favorite word. That's it your is? new favorite video game system. Whenever, whenever I ever said it. All the time. Okay. Well, just like all the other times, we always talk about cunts and Peters and Peter Packrat. Wow. We're jumping yeah. right into it. Because Peter. When you talk about your Peter, talk about <laughs> Peter Packrat. Uh, Peter Packrat is a 1985 game by Atari, of all people. You play a, a, a pecker. You play a you play a penis that goes what? around looking for, you know, <laughs> you know, packing, shoving themselves into rats. All right, all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, oh, oh my gosh, what in the world? I just went sterile. Oh, okay. Everybody, Wang Chung tonight. Speaking of Tommy Raffinez and uh, Victor Hugo, Edmund McMillan. Edmund McMillan. Edmund made the game cunt. If you don't, he did. If you remember. If you love Tempest, you're going to love Cunt. I, I believe we uh, we reminded everybody about that game during Shmup Tempest. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, Shmup did you? 
Yeah, Schmuptember. It was posted on the Facebook page, which is why yeah. you should go there. Facebook.com slash WTG podcast. Join us, won't you? I didn't listen to Schmuptember. I know you didn't. No, I listened to every episode, and, and believe me. But that me, wasn't was on the show. Good. It was just on the website. It was on the Facebook page. I know. If I go to Facebook. You booked your I face? I post the goddamn things. If it wasn't for me, the games would still be on the cassette. You know, I don't know if I can do with them. another absence of you. So let's just keep well, cool. I think you should because the ratings actually went up. Great, yeah, isn't that <laughs> lovely? I'd like to be off this show to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't need to deal with this riff raffs or rats of Flatbush or cat clawed or bulldog scrapped scrap. Scrape. Are these the actual characters' names? <laughs> they are the names. All right. We're yeah. talking about Peter Packrat from Atari. Peter Pecker. Pack Just reminding Pecker everybody. Rat. Yeah. I loved this title. I played this when it came out in the arcade. I'm surprised it was in your arcade. Well, I, well, let me rephrase that. I played this, and I was so happy when I stumbled upon a cabinet of this, and I really don't remember it being in any arcade specifically. I basically remember it being in like a foyer or a vestibule of some type of business or any other type of business that might have had one or two cabinets in a corner. You know, maybe they had a pinball table. Right. A smoking area. They might have had this in there. But I don't actually remember playing it in a proper arcade. Okay. Like a dentist office or something. Dentist office. They always had <laughs> Peter Packrat in there in the corner. I loved when it was there. And for a long time, I couldn't remember the name of it. And I would just think... Remember when Chip and Dale would, like, jump on a diving board? That's not that far off, too. We're yeah. talking 1984? 85. Atari says it was 84, but they actually released it in 85. All right, so 1985, you look at this game, and for me, when I first started playing it, I was like, wow, the same time you had Super Mario Brothers come out. Now, you've talked about this in the past, where you were playing... The Turbo Graphics 16. Mm -hmm. And you were watching people play the Nintendo and you just couldn't wrap your head around it because here are these beautiful big sprites and everyone's getting excited about like Castlevania. Mm -hmm. And in comparison, it looks like crap to what the, you know, the Turbo was doing graphically. Right. Now, you might fight me on this, but the games on the TG-16, not all of them were all that good. I think the Nintendo had a larger library of better games that act what? for gameplay purposes. You, in my you, opinion, you, in my opinion. What are you saying? I just had, I could say the same thing about Peter Packrat, but mm. to compare it to uh, Super Mario Brothers isn't fair. This is an arcade game that feels very much out of place because the graphics are so good. They're so expressive and cartoony. This looks like a Tex Avery cartoon. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're playing a Tex Avery cartoon without using a Laserdisc player. <laughs> right. You know, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. It's a platformer. We touched on Load Runner last week. This has more of that up and down, shoots and ladders type of gimmick. Definitely. Uh, in this yeah. game. And yeah. yet again, you're collecting pieces and mm -hmm. you collect these pieces at a certain metric. And once you hit that certain metric, you like, you have to collect, you know, three items or seven items or 10 items. You move on to the next screen. And you have to um, bring the items back to a centralized location, just like in Blueprint. Right. So you bring them back to your nest and at your nest, there's these silhouettes of the different items you pick up. And it's this collection of uh, trinkets, I guess, shiny things that Peter mm -hmm. Packrat likes. So there's an umbrella and there's a bottle and there's a kite. And so you bring it back to the silhouette, it drops into the silhouette. Very similar again to a blueprint where you're dropping the items into the blueprint. And what's good about that is the items are scattered across this very large 
level. Even from jump, the level feels very large and there's different things you can, you can slide and you can bounce and you can jump and you can fall down. Everything is very expressive. The character is very expressive and you collect the items, you bring them back to your nest. That saves those items there. So if you die, if you're holding all your items, let's say you have to collect 10 items okay. and you're holding nine yeah. and an enemy comes and bops you on the head. Yeah. You drop all your items. Right. But if you collect nine items and then you go back to your nest and leave them at your nest and get bopped in the head, they're at your nest now. So you only have to get that one item. Or they're anywhere where you, where you lost them. They don't all go back to their original origin yeah, points. Right. They just lay in a heap. The thing that brought this back into my memory was when I first played Donkey Kong for the Game Boy. Right. Which was what? Donkey Kong... 1994. Right. That ties in with the Game Boy Color because they made that have a special thing to be able yes. to put the right yeah. colors in and everything. But the things that would happen in Donkey Kong, is all they called it, Donkey Kong Game Boy, were the same type of feelings I got from this. Because you had to go around and collect an umbrella. I see that. <laughs> you didn't have to collect a wrench. Uh, you didn't have to collect <laughs> you know, other things. But it had those similar type of things of, of sliding around and bouncing around and all these different type of mechanics and feelings of floating through the air, hoping that you're going to land in a good spot. Right. But this one has different elements in it. Of course, it doesn't control that way. It doesn't have bad control. It just the enemies are a little bit of cheap. They can pretty much go anywhere right. on the screen. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of rough. But You won't w- notice that early on, though. It's got a good progression of difficulty well, if you do start at the easiest level. But the bats can still be a bit troublesome. For some reason, when I played it, you know, in the 80s, I thought you were picking up dinner rolls to, th- <laughs> to throw out the enemies. You could pick up these rocks. There's hardly any clue as to what is the wristwatch or the rock. One of the things you pick up is a wristwatch and the other are these little pebbles. So you don't know really what's going on. But fortunately, it does give you a pretty good instructions on screen. The track screen kind of gives you the clue about who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, who the enemies are. There's a lot of care in the animation Mm -hmm. of this game. And in the beginning, like you said, I believe it's two rocks and a brick. Super important you pick those up. It's not anything that depletes, but if you don't pick it up, you don't have it to fire at your enemies. And, And these rocks and bricks will stun the enemy and you could get past them. And then for some enemies, like the bats or the owls, and in later levels, the alligator... Mm-hmm. You can actually ride on top of those enemies, a la Dream Master's Little Nemo on mm-hmm. the Nintendo, where you would feed certain monsters candy, and they'd have snot bubbles in their nose, and then you could ride on them. Right. In some areas, of course, you have to ride them. Owl right. in a tree. So there's basically three repeating stages. Junkyard, there's a sewer, there's a tree. And then later levels... They were changing certain areas of those screens. The screens didn't repeat the same way each time. And then later on, what they do is they put the junkyard on top of the sewer. Mm -hmm. Um, Way back when, when we were talking about the Game & Watch Gallery collection, they had combined two different games into one. So they combined Octopus and Parachute. Oh, right, right. So at the top, you'd Parachute down. That's what it reminded me of. Obviously, this is one game. But when I got to that stage, I was like, oh, this is cool. They took the, the junkyard level and put the sewer underneath it. And now you're playing both. And as you progress, you have to collect more items. So you start off, you only have to collect like three items. And then later on, you have to collect like 12. Mm-hmm. And they make the, the maps larger. So it, it's more difficult to traverse. But I did notice that like, you know, the next time I saw that tree, 
the different knot holes that you could climb into are in different spots. That's one of the parts of the play mechanics. There's uh, there's sewer pipes or the knots in the mighty oak. If you crawl into the one pipe or the one hole in the oak, you'll come out in a different spot on the tree or in the pipes, and then you go back in again, and then it'll take you to another different place in there. And when you're riding on enemies, you control the enemy, of course. Correct. And you get around a lot faster, but you can also be hit while you're on yes. enemy. You don't just drop off, you die. Well, I think even from the very beginning, each level has some sort of thing that will stun you so you get hit by an enemy. So like we were talking about the mighty oak, it drops eggcorns. And if it hits you on the head, you're like dizzy for a second. Not that big of a deal early on, later on, because the enemies do get very cheap. That stunning will mess you up pretty bad. I know later levels too with the sewer, water droplets will splash on your head. and uh, The water droplets will wake up the bats that carry you around in the sewer. So if you yes. like start riding around on a bat and it gets hit with a water droplet, it'll drop you and it'll become very pissed off. Yes. <laughs> it'll start glowing like a disco light. And that means he's mad at you. You were saying you you didn't like the controls or you did like the controls or? It has good control, but the enemies are sometimes cheap in the way that they can completely get through parts of the map area that you can't. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I do agree that the enemies are very slidey, especially the flying ones. They will just beam for you. But I think what stands out the most for this game is definitely its visual presentation. I keep touching on it, but it really does. It feels like you're playing a Looney Tunes cartoon or, or Disney cartoon that is years ahead of where the consoles were. And, you know, granted, we're talking about arcade games, so it was a dedicated cabinet to one game, and it only had to show that one game. So it's not fair to compare it to things on the console. But it kind of blew my mind on how good this looked mm-hmm. for 1985. It was very stylized. We talked about this last week. Like, where'd this idea come from? This feels like it was built around, like, a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. or a series of toys. And as far as I can tell, there's no such thing. You know, for 1985, not a great time for Atari. Um, (laughs) But in the arcade, they were still producing some beautiful games. I mean, I, you know, I think back to Marble Madness. That was another beautiful game. This game was beautiful. Did they put out the Roadrunner game? Was that Atari? I don't recall, but now that you mentioned Marble Madness, this could be adapted from the Marble Madness board, even though it didn't have a rollerball. Yeah, well, what's nice about this game and uh, different from Marble Madness is you can fall from very, very great great heights and be fine. And what's yeah. really cool is that it, when you're falling down the ladder, if you hit up on the joystick, yeah. uh, your character will snap onto that ladder. And the animation of him falling and snapping onto the ladder, again, is just... It's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really enjoyed about the game was the music. And I don't know if yeah. I... Like, if I really dig the music or I just dig the choice... Of the music. Like, it's it's something that, again, for a 1985 arcade game, it feels like it was too thought out, if that makes sense. Like, it's very atmospheric to the level that you're playing in. The music is really admirable. It's just something it doesn't have to be your out. favorite song. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Some of it was more ambient ah. in the beginning when you had that just very minimalistic whistling tune in the junkyard. I really dug it. Yeah. Like I said, I can't pin if I like the music, or I just like the idea of that type of music in this game. It just, mm-hmm. a lot of things came together very well for the game. And um, it's unfortunate that because this is toward the end of the era of the arcade, I think it pretty much got forgotten about. 
And I also think it probably was pinned. And, you know, I, I wasn't old enough to know this, but maybe you, you can clue me into this. I, I think when you look at it, you think, oh, is this one of those, like, baby arcade games? <laughs> like, there was a whole series of games from, I think it was called Moppet Video. And they used to make these little arcade cabinets for kids who were like oh, you know, between gotcha. the ages of like four and seven. Yeah. And there was like a tugboat game and there was like a little leprechaun game. When we first talked about discussing this game and I looked at the marquee and I lo- I'm like, is this a baby game? <laughs> and it's not. It's difficult. It's challenging and it's fun. But I think maybe that hurt the game a little bit as far as success. But also 1985, you know, like I said, this is toward the end of the arcade era. You might be onto something there as far as it might have been too realized for people to not think it had some type of Saturday morning cartoon tie-in. Um, I don't want to play Tom and Jerry. I'm 20. <laughs> exactly. I never saw that occurring, but like I said, I really never saw this game in an arcade. We failed to mention that the characters do have names. Riff Rat is your main cigarette-smoking enemy. He's a real creep. He looks like the, the weasels from uh, Roger Rabbit, or one of exactly, the weasels from exactly. Roger Rabbit. The fact that he's the leader of the rats of Flatbush, <laughs> any, any game that encourages me to make a reference to the lords of Flatbush and feeds into that compulsion of my dark side, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> All right. Sylvester Stallone, Arthur Fonzarelli, the guy from Taxi, him. Oh, Laka? No. Yeah, he doesn't want to be the Fonzie of the Lords of Flatbush. He wasn't the boxer. That was Tony Danza. What was this guy? He was he wasn't a writer. Oh, he's an actor. Remember that he was an actor. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito. He was in the Lords of Flatbush, wearing a leather jacket and being menacing to people. Come on, Claude the Cat, Scraper the Bulldog, Sticky the Spider, Slugger the Bat. A lot of thought went in this. Yeah, especially Big Big well, Al. Guess who Big the Al go into this? What, what little thought there was? Why did they name all these characters? Maybe it was another uh, roller games type of thing where the show got canceled before the video games and <laughs> pinball table were released. Yeah, Big Al the alligator and Diamond Jim the snake. I don't understand Diamond Jim the snake. Why? Diamond Bat. Oh, Diamond. Oh, okay, I got it. And then, of course, the guy that got stuck with the shittiest name is one of the coolest, best animated characters I think it could be is the Owls. Night Owl. Oh, from The Watchmen. <laughs> this is right. better than The Watchmen this game. Th- it is! <laughs> Rorschach! I love Rorschach. Ooh, 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 Mr. Carter. He's dead. <laughs> you got to dig him up. Yeah. Too soon? Ooh, Give him ooh, 10 more ooh, minutes to be wait. riffing on Robin Williams. You know what Horshack said right before he died? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Robin Williams' wife uh, said when she oh, found him no. hanging around? Stop. Stop. Shazbot. Shaz- <laughs> okay, all right, that's safe. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. You know what Mirth said? Where's John? I, I Another week. Be here. We're supposed Did to be. ban him from the show? No. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. My clue is going to be APB Prop Cycle. Space Harrier Power Drift, hang on. The subject is Officers of the Law in Air. This is the clue. 
Answer in the form of a question. <laughs> I can't wait to play next week's game. I'll tell you that. It's one of my favorite types of games. No joke. Uh, okay. Big whammies. Did you see that guy that beat the big whammy guy? You Who's see that? that guy? He was a guy. He really didn't have a job. He said he was okay. a would drive. What did he say he did? Cut lawns? Tell me. I'm on pins and needles over here. Cut lawns or something, and he didn't cheat. He beat the bank on pressure luck. He made, like, you, you're only like supposed to. 1978. Ever. Yeah, but you're only supposed to win, like, $2,000 on there. This guy was up to $99,000. Yeah, he figured out the timing of the uh, and that randomized thing, which right. was randomized. It was a pattern. There was always two <laughs> squares that would be would never hit a whammy on him. Right. There were five patterns he had to remember, which consisted of I don't know how many types of moves. If you ever want to waste a whole hour on something that could have been said, he learned this pattern. They take a whole hour to draw this out on the Game Show Network. They're very proud of this, and it has the, the host of <laughs> Pressure Luck on there as well. An in-depth investigation on GSN. They say he cheated. Well, that's not cheating, my friend. No, he played the game. He, Don't hate the player. He hate beat the game. the game. He Handle. didn't cheat at it. That's right. If he would have cheated. show all over again. That exactly. That's cheating. The answers. Right. And who wants to be a millionaire in, in England? And, and, the, and the guy had uh, pagers for A, B, C, or D. Oh, Which really? answer he won? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're not allowed to have any of that type of stuff. No, the but pressure he, luck guy, I, don't, I wouldn't consider that cheating. No, but he was a scumbag and he's dead. <laughs> a lot of people are scumbags that are dead. Right. Yeah. So. Have you seen The Walking Dead? Show's filled with. If they want to eat brains, send more cops. Love it. Okay. I love the after after show. After the deads are walking around, they love to have people talk about bloopers on the internet and everything else. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you like us. Bye. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Name an animal with three letters in his name. Frog. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. Something you put in tea. A tea bag. Beak. <laughs>